Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2019. Star Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights. And I am your humble host, as always, Derek Wills. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you could go ahead and chime on in in the comments where you are uh, watching from. And, oh man, if you've lived under a rock for the past week, you're in for a treat. And if you have it, it's going to be entertaining. That I assure you. Um, so, we got uh, Francis, Francis O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke, uh, and he's coming to take our guns. Um, so, uh, I'm just going to kind of go right off into the whole, uh, whole thing. It, the thing is, you know, I'm just going to let him, I'm just going to let him, uh, him explain his position here. So, uh, if you didn't watch the Democratic debate, I'm going to warn you, you're probably going to lose some brain cells here because I'm going to play a snippet of it, uh, but it is important that we all know exactly what they're going to do. So, uh, yeah, here is a little snippet from the Democratic National Debate. On the row here, but I do want to come to Congressman O'Rourke because I know this is personal to you. El Paso is your hometown. Some on this stage have suggested a voluntary buyback for guns in this country. You've gone further. You said, quote, Americans who own AR-15s and AK-47s will have to sell them to the government, all of them. You know the critics call this confiscation. Are you proposing taking away their guns, and how would this work? I am. If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield, if the high-impact, high-velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children, and in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an AR-15, mm -hmm. and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Congressman, thank you. And I want to say this. I'm listening to the people of this country. The day after I proposed doing that, I went to a gun show in Conway, Arkansas, to meet with those who are selling AR-15s and AK-47s and those who are buying those weapons. And you might be surprised there was some common ground there. Folks who said, I would willingly give that up, cut it to pieces. I don't need this weapon to hunt, to defend myself. It is a weapon of war. So let's do the right thing, but let's bring everyone in America into the conversation, Republicans, Democrats, gun owners, and non-gun owners alike. I make a point? Congressman, thank you. I, I want to bring in Senator Klobuchar on this, because you've often talked 
I muted the wrong, I unmuted, I forgot to unmute my mic. That's enough of that. Um, so here's the thing, guys. Um, he said a lot there. Uh, hell yes, he's going to come and take our AK-47s and AR-15s. Uh, and he even made a uh, a shirt for everybody to uh, to to buy who supports his loony ass message. Uh, and so, if you won't mind the quick plug here, uh, we came up with our own shirt. It says, "Hey Francis, come and take it, princess." Uh, this is my uh, just uh, essentially stolen from his original design, um, and we have these on sale right now. Uh, for $25, and, uh, you know, I asked the question, and I never got a, a response from him, but he said uh, that he was going to come take our AR-15, so I, I asked if he's going to personally show up to my door to take my weapons, or if he's going to send a militarized SWAT unit to initiate violence in order to take my weapons. I never got a response to that, and I wonder why. Because probably he's going to do the latter, uh, which means that he is going to have people armed with weapons that I'm not allowed to purchase legally, and they're going to kick in my door in order to forcibly remove my weapons from me. But yet, Briscoe Kane says, hey, my AR's ready for you, and that's the death threat? I'm sorry, but it seems like you threatening to bash in my front door in order to forcibly remove my weapons from me is a death threat. Uh, because I promise you, I will, um, whoever shows up to my front door, it's not going to be a good day for them. If I end up going down then so be it but i'm i'm going to fight on my feet then live on my knees because that's just how i am uh so guys if you want to get our hey francis t-shirt uh those are available right now and also uh we have a lot of other cool stuff uh this right to arm bears t-shirt uh, is probably one of my favorites with a close second with this uh warthog t-shirt uh, we got a Make Texas Pro Gun again. Uh, the Big Game Hunter t-shirt, which I'm wearing right now. Uh, these t-shirts are actually really awesome. So uh, uh, we are, and, and we're adding more all the time. We are adding phone cases and, and all sorts of good stuff. So make sure you check those out. Uh, if you are a paid member, you have been emailed a special code for 20% off. So uh, uh, make sure you use that. Okay, guys. So let, let's break down a little bit of what Francis said. And Francis needs to Francis needs to to to, to calm down because uh, uh, before when he was running for Senate he said that he was going to let people if if you like your rifle you can keep your rifle is what he said and uh, and then he ended up losing to Ted Cruz narrowly but he ended up losing to Ted Cruz um, and now he's changed his tune to. No, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47, etc., etc. So, um, so let's break down some of what he said. He said, If it was a weapon designed for war, the high-impact, high-velocity that rips you to shreds, 
Okay. So let's take a look at that projectile, shall we? That, that round that goes with ARs. This is the 556 by 45 NATO. Uh, its parent case is going to be the 223 Remington. Uh, so it has a NATO designation. And so let's take a look at the history. Uh, in 1954, the larger 762 by 51 was selected. Uh, at the time, the selection had been criticism on the recoil power uh, when fired from a handheld lightweight modern service rifle, blah, blah, blah. So the British had extensive uh, research with intermediate cartridges. So, okay, so yeah, this was developed for, I guess, military applications. Uh, its velocity, its muzzle velocity is depending on your powder charge and your projectile weight, but uh, not an average of 2,800 to 3,200 feet per second. Okay, so that's 556. Five, well, let's do 762 by 51. Uh, nope, it was introduced in the U.S. service by the M14 and M60 machine guns in the late 50s, superseded in the U.S. service when they adopted the 556. Five, okay, so, so there's your 308 and your 223 uh and obviously your uh ak round your uh 762 by 39 is going to be included in this so let's go to another uh, this, this one couldn't have been adopted by uh by the military the 30-06 springfield that's a very common hunting round if memory serves me correctly and guys be sure to, to chime on in i'm getting a lot of comments here uh uh joe hi how are you phil steven uh, Skip, I see Kelly Cook is in here, uh, Justin Delosh, uh, John, Gordon. I'm so glad to have all y'all in here. Okay, so going back to um, to the 30-06. This is a common hunting round. Oh, wait, nope. Was introduced in the U.S. Army in 1906 and later standardized. Okay, so I guess the 30-06 is going to be a round that uh, we can't have any weapons that fire that. Uh, so its muzzle velocity is anywhere from 2,500 to 2,500. 900 feet per second based off of the wikipedia chart here and if anybody who's familiar with reloads um you know that your reloading books are going to have even more than this these are just standard factory loads okay so we've eliminated 556 five, by 50 by uh 556 five, by uh by 45 thank you uh we've eliminated uh, 762 by 51 and we've eliminated 30-06 so let's go on down the line 6.5 creedmoor this is a relatively new round. Oh, wait. This cartridge was designed specifically for long-range target shooting, although it has success in game hunting. Okay, so I guess the 6.5 Creedmoor is going to be a, a round that we are going to have access to, even though its muzzle velocity is 2,700 to 30,000 feet per second. I think I've seen some reload data on this that uh, goes over 3,200 feet per second. So I guess... High velocity, high impact. But he said weapons of war. If it was designed as a weapon of war, if it was designed to rip a person to shreds so they can't get up, well, I guess the 6.5 Creedmoor doesn't do this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the 6.5 Creedmoor here is an okay round. Okay? According to Beto, according to Francis's criteria, the 6.5 Creedmoor is a good round. So we've got that. All right, so... All right, so we're not doing too bad. So, uh, all right, so the 338 Lapua. How about this one? It was developed during the 1980s as a high-powered, long-range cartridge for military snipers. Oh, if you got a 338 Lapua, uh, that is a that is a, a weapon of war because 
Uh, let's see here. It's velocity 3,300 feet per second, 3,000 feet per second, 2,780 feet per second. Okay. Uh, apparently, all of the muzzle velocities are right around the same area. So, I guess his high impact, high velocity crap was uh, more BS. But uh, it, it really just matters if the military adopted it. Okay. So, it was developed in the 80s as a high powered, long range cartridge. Four military snipers. So your 338 Lapua, guys, that's going away. Moving on. The 9x19 Parabellum, the most common handgun round ever conceived. So let's see here. Is the 9x19 Parabellum a weapon of a, 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 a cartridge of war? It has the NATO designation because it's used by uh, militaries. So I guess that means, let's see, after World War I, acceptance of the 9x19 Parabellum cartridge increased, and the 9x19 Parabellum pistols and submachine guns were adopted by military and police users in, in many countries. Oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't have 9x19 anymore, because that is, if you got a Beretta 92FS or a uh, Sig Sauer P320, because that, that just, right here, uh, selecting the 6-hour P3, P320 as the winner of the XM-17 modular handgun system for the United States Army and, and United States Air Force. So if you got this weapon right here, the 6-hour P320, that is a weapon of war. Oh, wait, hang on. It's chambered in 9x19, 357 SIG, 40 Smith & Wesson, and 45 ACP? No, that can't be right, guys. That cannot be right. Because these are handguns, right? Um, we're only going after weapons of war. I guess the weapons of war also go to handguns. Let's see what else. Okay, so I got the 45 ACP. Cartridge was designed by John Moses Browning in 19, uh, 1904 for use in his prototype Colt semi-automatic pistols. After successful military trials... Oh my god! Everybody, we're losing the 45 ACP! It's going away! Because it is a weapon of war, and only weapons of war belong in the battlefield. And we shouldn't be allowed to carry these because they're going to shred people to shreds, and people are going to bleed out over a long period of time. We can't have this. Let me check the, let me, let me, let me check the 40 Smith & Wesson. Maybe, 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 maybe we could keep the 40 Smith & Wesson. Uh... The 40 Smith & Wesson was developed from the ground up as a law enforcement cartridge designed to duplicate performance of the FBI's reduced-velocity 10mm cartridge. Um, uh, so does that... Um, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm confused here. If it was developed... If it was developed for law enforcement... Um, does, does that make it a weapon of war? I, I don't know. Um, because it was... He says battlefields, and I, I don't think that law enforcement are on battlefields exactly. Although, if you see some of the gear they wear nowadays, you'd think that, that you know we were in Iraq. Um, I don't know, guys. This one might be one of those gray areas. If we're, if we're being brutally honest... 40 Smith & Wesson might 
not be okay. Uh, particularly because of the M17 service pistol, the Sig Sauer P320 has the capability of being chambered in 40 Smith and Wesson. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Of course I'm being incredibly sarcastic. Um, uh, Steven says, the Glock 19 is being carried by Marines and Special Forces now. Oh my god, there goes the Glock 19s. There it goes. Uh, Keith Olson says, Colorado is worse than ever, and you are absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I... Uh, Texas isn't all it's cracked up to be. We're ranked 29th. Uh, Kimberly says he's delusional. Also, I'd like to see people at the gun show he spoke to. Chances are they were outside picketing. Probably. I don't believe that line either. Uh, because to say that it's a weapon of war, well, I guess everything is a weapon of war. Uh, you, you do realize, Francis, that uh, military infantrymen, they, they carry knives on them. Uh, and and uh, they they carry they carry knives, they carry handguns, um, uh, and some of them even carry shotguns, depending on what their application is. Uh, so I guess all of these are weapons of war. So are you really going to come and t are are you really going to come and take it? Hell yes, you're going to come and take it. Knock on my door, Francis. I freaking dare you. Uh, Travis says, I'm keeping my 40 Smith & Wesson. Good. Keep it. 6.5 Creed has, uh, has been adopted by SOCOM. Oh, no. Holden, you just ruined 6.5 Creed more for all of us. You just... They're gonna take all of our guns because they're all weapons of war. You see... There isn't anything safe except for maybe a 22 long rifle. Does the military use 22 long rifle? Somebody fill me in. I don't know. Does the military use 22? Uh, what about 22 mag? 22 shorties? What are we going to do, guys? We got to get these weapons of war off the streets. Because people are dying. You know... <laughs> Seamus says buy more ammo <laughs> here's the thing guys and I know that I don't have to tell y'all because all of y'all are incredibly bright and y'all are all uh, y'all all have common sense and understand uh, things y'all ha have the ability to, to understand the applications of a firearm and y'all also have understanding that evil is going to do whatever evil does, regardless of what laws are passed to combat evil. It's already illegal to murder people. It is already illegal to threaten somebody who has done nothing wrong. It is already illegal to uh, take somebody's stuff that doesn't belong to you. And I'm talking to you, Francis, because the government isn't given magical powers to seize people's property and then call it a mandatory buyback. So you're going to take my stuff and throw some money at me and that's going to make it better, Francis? Are you serious? You think that that's going to make it better? 
Okay, so what if I took your house from you and threw you ten grand? Would you be satisfied with that, Francis? I mean, it was a mandatory buyback after all. What if I took your car, threw you three grand? Hell, you know what? It wouldn't matter if you if I threw you exactly what fair market value is, and it wouldn't even matter if I threw you double fair market value for your property. If you don't consent to a sale, it is theft. If you offered me $50,000 for one of my firearms, I'd probably take it if I'm being honest, but I digress. But if I said no, you don't have the right to take it from me and throw that $50,000 in my face. Because I said no. Because I'm the property owner, you see. I'm the guy that has the ultimate say on what happens with that property. But I guess a socialist like yourself doesn't understand property because you've been reading too much damn Karl Marx who said that the goal of communism is to abolish private property ownership. So here's the thing, Francis. Come and take it and watch how bad of a day you or whomever shows up has. I'm not going to allow anybody to disrupt my way of life over your feelings. Period. All right, so I'm going to move on right quick uh, to one other thing, and this is something of concern. If you're listening to the uh, replay of this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, uh, Google Play, uh, the news are about this might have already come out because it's expected to. This article from CBS says Trump expected to announce gun control legislation this week. But the substance of it is a mystery. And essentially the argument says, or the article rather, says a whole lot of nothing. Uh, it says some of the things that Trump has said. It says, uh, you know, it talks about Dayton and and uh, El Paso and all of that fun stuff. Uh, I'll link it for you guys, but it, it really doesn't say anything. But here's what needs to be here's what needs to be said. Donald Trump has already proven that he is an enemy to our natural right to bear arms. He unilaterally banned bump stocks by having the ATF change the definition of a machine gun. Uh, and right now, possession of a bump stock is a felony. He also, in case you are not aware, in 2017, signed what was known as the Fix Nix Bill. He, it was part of the uh, omnibus package that he signed into law. And the Fix Nix Act, uh, many might disagree with this, but it is what we believe. All gun laws are an infringement on our natural right to bear arms. And so that includes background checks. That includes existing background checks. So what this Fix Nix Act did is it bribed states to dump records into the National uh, Instant, uh, Instant Background Check System, the Nix system, which is what we uh, 
we go through for our background checks. Whenever you go and get an LTC, or if you don't have an LTC, where you go and purchase, uh, whenever you go and purchase your firearm, that's what the dealer calls. It has nothing to do with accuracy whatsoever. So if you are on the on the uh, no buy list because you share a common name or whatever, uh, it is then up to you to uh, appeal that. And whoever dumped that data into the NICS system has no repercussions whatsoever. None. And basically, if what the act did is if states did not comply with dumping all of their records, again, without verifying accuracy, the, then state, or I'm sorry, federal tax dollar grants would be withheld from them. It was a bribery scheme. And Trump signed that portion into law. So, Trump is not good on Second Amendment rights. In fact, he is worse than Obama because at least Obama didn't get anything enacted. Uh, but that is something that we need to take into consideration. Whenever the news breaks about this, we will be all over it. And if you are a Trump fan, don't get upset that we're blasting him for it. Because all gun laws are an infringement. All of these people that say, oh, it's a mental health issue, don't honestly know what they're talking about. You know, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to Lee Spiller again. Uh, we had Lee on probably a year ago and, uh, he is an advocate for mental health rights. Um, and he talks about whenever we had him on, he talked about how people were involuntarily committed uh, against their will that ha that were not a danger to themselves or others, how children were being involuntarily committed uh, against their parents' wishes. Uh, people would be going into a, to a clinic for outpatient treatment, and then next thing they know, they're in a padded room. Uh, and how all of this is just a, a backdoor to more gun control. Because here's the thing, guys. Most people with what we would consider in our limited knowledge of mental illness as being mentally ill. So let's say they've been diagnosed with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or depression or what have you. Most of them are not threats to themselves or others. And they have just as much of a right to bear the tools necessary for self-defense as you or I do. They are typically medicated and they are typically not a threat to anybody. If they are, that's whenever most of them get committed. And you can tell, typically, when somebody is so mentally ill that they start hitting themselves in the face. That's what real mental illness looks like. People with minor mental illnesses that can be treated have no... Uh, they have no reason to be denied their right to self-defense. And what really needs to happen is that uh, I'm just going through the comments. What really needs to happen is that people need to arm themselves and take personal responsibility for their actions. Somebody might have a mental illness that cannot be detected and no background check, no, uh, no amount of red flag laws are going to account for that. They're going to get their hands on a weapon and they're going to do what they want. Because that's what evil does. And to be completely honest, 
everything is uh Seamus says it is now legal to cross state lines with weapons. I don't believe that is the case. Uh, you can carry in states that have reciprocity, but you cannot uh, transport weapons uh, for the sake of trafficking. And, and uh, I, don't, I don't know the, the status on long guns. I'll have to double check on that. But anyway, that's something that we need to, um, that we need to address. Uh, a lot of people talk about national concealed carry reciprocity. Another thing that we oppose here because of the unintended consequences that it happens. Whenever the federal government gets their grimy hands in anything, uh, it opens the door for massive uh, unintended consequences. So if you were to have a bill that says no state can forbid anybody with an LTC uh, from carrying, well then what you end up having is whenever the Democrats take control, they can, they already have the groundwork laid. They can just say, Oh, now you got to get a federal, uh, concealed carry permit, etc." Um, so anyway, I am, Oh, one other thing that I wanted to bring up. We have a new petition, uh, that we are pushing. I'm also going to link this as well. Uh, this is for specifically red flag, but also it's kind of a catch-all. It says, whereas the, the right to keep and bear arms is a natural right and is entirely rooted in the natural right to self-defense, and whereas the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution is merely a recognition of, su of uh, this right as such, and only serves to, to protect it from infringement by the government, and whereas red flag laws, also known as extreme risk prote protection orders, blatantly violate this natural right, and whereas red flag laws not only inherently deny the constitutional right of due process for the individual accused by them having to prove their innocence to the court, but they have also been directly responsible for innocent lives being lost without a crime ever being committed by the accused. Therefore, I respectfully urge, respectfully urge you, as my elected official, to publicly oppose red flag legislation as well as any other piece of legislation that further infringes on the natural right to bear arms. I will link this as well in the show notes. Please sign it. Uh, it is incredibly important uh, because the more pieces of paper that we have to dump on people's like Dan Patrick's desk, the louder the, the, uh, the message will be. So... Give that a sign, guys. Check out the new merch in our store. If you're not already a member, please join. Uh, it's uh, $6 a month or $60 for the year, and there are some awesome perks for you guys. Uh, also, uh, be sure to check out the new uh, Hey Francis shirt. That thing's selling like hotcakes, and it's not going to be around for long. So uh, get one of those, and I think that's going to be it for me, guys. Until next month or Sunday. Sorry, guys. Arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo.